I'm thankful you're well. You're listening to Gyno. If you're tuning in for the first time today, Gyno is a Seneca word for music or song. I'm your host, Brett Maybe. And each week we take a listen to some amazing music from different indigenous artists from all across Turtle Island. For this next hour, you're invited to enjoy the music and the chat. My featured artist today is Shane Ghostkeeper, co-founder of the band Ghostkeeper, described as having an experimental pop rock sound. We're going to be discussing the band's fifth album, their latest release, Multidimensional Culture. Have a great chat ahead, so stick around. Kicking things off for our listening is This Is How I Know You, from Multidimensional Culture, today on Gyno. The hours do dribble with the pain, but flowers don't shrivel in the rain. This is how.
From Ghost Keeper's brand new album, Multidimensional Culture, that's This Is How I Know You, kicking off our listening on today's edition of Gyno. Welcome back. Once again, I'm your host, Brett Maybe, and I'm excited for today's conversation with the one and only Shane Ghostkeeper, the lead singer, songwriter for Ghostkeeper. Uh, we're going to talk about this magnificent band's history. We're going to talk about this collection of tunes. And of course, if you know me, this is right up my alley. I grew up with this psychedelic rock scene sound, and I, I feel very comfortable welcoming today's guest. So at this time, Shane, how are you doing today? Thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you for taking a little bit of time to talk about your incredible art. Uh, this brand new album is, of course, and uh, we'll also be able to touch on future plans before our time is up first. Uh, however, just to let my listeners down here know uh, a little bit about you, I was wondering if you could tell us about yourself. Uh, well, I'm a, a Métis, Métis boy from northern Alberta, um, the most northern Métis settlement in Alberta, I think. It's about 12 hours drive north of Calgary, mm-hmm. and it's called the Paddle Prairie Métis Settlement. And uh, I was a small-town boy up until I moved to Calgary with, with Sarah, um, the love of my life, my partner in art, and, and uh, raising our two boys together. And uh, yeah, I've been, been making music ever since we moved. It's been, uh, it's been a fun ride. So this isn't necessarily something you grew up doing on territory then? No, I got into music uh, late in life, uh, in my late teens. Um, I was more of an athlete, hockey player, up until high school was over, until I was 18, and then I got into music from there. My hockey career pretty much ended, so mm. <laughs> I needed to um, channel the intense um, work ethic and uh, and dedication that my dad I guess taught me how to put into sports. I needed to channel that uh, that daily commitment and passion somewhere else. And uh, music was something that was kind of always in the back of my mind growing up as as something very almost miraculous, I suppose. And I just it, it was a big part of you know my childhood and growing up. So uh, that's that's where I went. Uh-huh. That's awesome. Uh, we're talking about uh, Ghost Keeper, and you guys have a very distinct kind of like psychedelic rock kind of sound. Is this the kind of music you grew up with as well? <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> um, I come from a um, country music-based uh, family. So the jigs, yeah. You know? oh, oh, yeah, also jigs too, yeah. Okay. Um, Métis music and, and even some traditional uh, Cree um uh, round dance and power uh, songs from my grandpa on my dad's side, listening to him sing with his drum on weekends on his front porch. It was it was uh, always very inspiring and, and amazing to, to have that influence in my life, for sure. So I'm getting this idea that this was a, a sudden epiphany, like a big bang all at once. You moved down to Calgary. You are exposed to a, a lot of different kinds of music, and uh, you, you're looking for a way to channel, and boom, you know, this is this is kind of where this particular journey begins, yeah? Yeah, well, actually, we had a bit of lead-up. Uh, Sarah and I um, met a few years prior to us moving to Calgary, and we, uh, we shacked up up in Paddle Prairie on the settlement, um, for about a year, and that that's the point where Sarah was really saying, convincing me that I should consider writing songs and playing guitar as a career move. Mm-hmm. Up until that, up to that point, I, I didn't think it was something that I uh, was re- a realistic choice 
in life to make. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Sarah was the one and only artist, practicing artist that I'd ever met who made a very intentional choice early in her teen years or maybe sooner than that to, to be an artist. Like that was her choice and her goal and that's how she was living. And um, I was blown away by that. I was um, well, obviously fell in love and let her convince me to um, go for it. And it was fun. And we practiced for about a year. We ended up with about four or five songs when we moved to Calgary. And we started playing some open mics, and before you know it, things were, were rolling. We were getting invited to play shows, and we got a record deal from a local indie label called Saved by Vinyl, run by Don Lokes, who's been you know, a supporter and uh, hugely instrumental in, in, uh, in getting us out there mm. at the beginning. And that's also when we ran into Lori Matheson for the first time, and he produced our first record. And in fact, he postponed the recording session of our first record for six months because Sarah and I didn't know how to play uh, with a steady tempo yet. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was so so like... <laughs> that was a pretty funny uh, scenario, which we really appreciated that yeah. we were able to, to um, basically not make fools of ourselves, even though I still do kind of regret a little bit um, laying down on recording the first 10 songs we'd ever written. Mm. I've, Probably wouldn't have done that if we weren't uh, ushered along so quickly. But nonetheless, it was a huge learning experience, and uh, we're grateful for it. Uh, there's so much more that goes into the production of an album than most people ever uh, truly consider, uh, and it, it does pay off. That uh, dedication, that honing of the craft, uh, makes or breaks a band, and I, uh, I think that was the the right move to make as well. And uh, your first album comes out in 2008 uh, under the Ghostkeeper name, right? That's Saved by Radio. I'm seeing a little bit of the play. Uh, with the Save by Vinyl uh, label name and everything like that. Yeah, so this is about the time that we're looking back to right now. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's our first record. Yeah. After the first album comes out, uh, did did things just kind of explode for you, or did you have to, you know, dredge in the trenches and, you know, get 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 your hands dirty? I guess. <laughs> uh, somewhat. Sarah and I really took a a somewhat unconventional approach to this whole band thing. Cause I think first and foremost, Sarah and I are, are artists um, more than we are musicians. Um, the both of us aren't studied on our instruments and we don't know how to play any music other than our own. <laughs> so we've never learned. And so, so we were never about, we were always exploring other stuff there, visual arts as well. And um, so we weren't interested in slogging it out and touring constantly and playing in every little bar across the country. So we didn't, we just only, we only played shows and we were invited. So, um, we, yeah, so our, our shows were always rare. And then I think that's kind of always what kept excitement for our audience too, is that we didn't play a whole lot. Yeah. And, um, and, and so it was building and the, the mystique and the, and the sound and then luckily we got in the, um, like I took a step up, I guess, in, in label support with Flemish Eye Records for the next one, a couple of years later. And then that's when we really started to build an audience because it was a, a, a bigger label um, with a bigger um, name behind it. And we got long listed for the Players Prize and then we started doing some tours, but just like, you know, 10 to 
10 days kind of thing. So mm-hmm. we never, uh, exploding isn't really quite a, an accurate word, but um, <laughs> <laughs> it definitely, um, it's been like a constant growth for sure. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Well, and I love the approach as well. And obviously music is an art in and of itself, but kind of coming at it from, you know, maybe not necessarily the musical background. I think uh, that Ooh. helps to lend to some of your unique approach. And obviously the album art that Sarah creates is phenomenal. I want to talk more about mm-hmm. uh, her art in, in just a few. And we can talk more about uh, the band because uh, I know just from the little bit that we've talked uh, you really like to give credit where credit is due, and and the players on multidimensional culture have such an integral part in in how this album came to be. So we can talk about all this and so much more when we come back. If it's okay with you, though, let's get back into the tunes and and let listeners know what it's all about. You know, totally. Before our time is up, uh, you were kind enough to give me a recommendation. As regular listeners of Gyno are well aware, this is a fun way for artists to uh, support one another, and it's also a great way for me to find new music. Music. So thank you for helping me to do my job and uh, recommending Nehawag before our time is up. Uh, we're also going to be hearing from the likes of Cody Blackburn uh, and Yacht Scene, one from Janelle Manoa in this first block, but kicking things off for our next batch of listening. It's another track from Ghostkeeper's Multidimensional Culture, you to sing along with this track. It's Doo-Wop, today on Gyno. Nothing ever come out of this mouth Quicker than a rotary dial A bone Uh, Sarah Hulari Will you, um, uh, Remember with me that ceremony Yeah, you know it Toss up, mm, 
one and only Nikki Free. And you're listening to the Dino with Brett Maybe, the best in native music, baby. Stay tuned, we got you. Somnambulist, winding down that first block of listening on today's edition of Gyno. Uh, welcome back. It's your host, Brett, checking in with you, and I am joined on the line with Shane Ghostkeeper, the founder, or one of the co-founders of the band Ghostkeeper. We got a little bit of his background and how the band came together and their journey thus far, approaching things uh, from a, a slightly different approach. And I, as I was mentioning before, Shane, I really think that uh, this all kind of are the ingredients that make your sound so unique. But before getting into this album and, and everything that has gone into the production, uh, I'm, I'm curious about your recommendation today. Uh, let's let's take just a moment to talk about Nahail Walk. Uh, these are friends of yours, yeah? Um, 
Yeah, uh, well, we've never got to spend much time together, but I suppose we're, we're musical friends. Um, we've, I go to their shows, and they've come to our shows, and we always say hi and, and ask how we're doing and give each other some good medicine. So uh, I suppose we're, you can say we're friends that way, and we've always been supportive for each other and happy for each other. And I'd say Nehalewak also kind of has a similar artistic uh, mantra as, uh, as we do in terms of trying to deliver something unpredictable and fresh and while also hearkening back to those, you know, cool psychedelic um, influences. Well, once again, Shane, thank you so much uh, for turning me on to some great new music today as well. And uh, it's a conversation that I'm going to have to pursue uh, at a later date. And I, I'm keeping my fingers crossed that you guys will collaborate at some point as well. I think that would be a perfect uh, match up, you know. Yeah, that'd be really cool. Shane, good idea. With this album, uh, let's talk on how it came to be. Now we're talking. This is what your fifth album. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, yeah, it is. And you're still uh, with the Flemish Eye label as well. No, no, oh, that, okay. that was just for that one. That one release. We're now with the Victory Pool Records out oh. of Toronto. Great, great little label. They got a great roster. Something worth checking out for sure. It sounds like they're definitely supportive of your artistic vision as well, yeah. Completely, yes. Yeah, we're really lucky to have those guys working working on this uh, with us and supporting it and getting behind it. It's, uh, it's a treat. It's an honor. Is Multidimensional Culture the first album with this label? With Victory Pool, yeah. Okay, cool, cool. And so how does this particular body of work differ from past projects? Well, for, for starters, it's, it's definitely our most immediate work um we came into this record with just um a two-song demo um which we used to apply for a canada council grant <clears throat> and we were kind of not really expecting to get it um uh sarah just had our our second child spring following and then come fall we find out we we got the record um, like late in, in November or something, the, the, sorry, the funding for the record. And then so we were on a tight deadline. So now we needed to get this record done and recorded in accordance to our producer, Lori Matheson's schedule and the band's schedule and because summers are always really busy um, for us. So we gave ourselves a deadline to get into the studio at the end of February for five days, take a week off and another five days beginning of March. So now we had like three months to write as many songs as we could. Um, and we never, I usually labor on my guitar compositions and my vocal lyrical placements for like um, up to years mm. <laughs> on my songs. Mm. I've always been really like precious about it and, and very laborious and, and slow with it. So now for the first time we gave ourselves a really tight deadline to, to write. And so, Sarah and I were dedicated day and night to writing and being really quick about it. And and uh, so we initially, when we um, started writing the first couple of songs, like the um, uh, Grassy Plains, for one, we were going for a more like a art rock kind of a sound. And then um, now that we were approaching our deadline, we had to just let things flow. And um, the pandemic kept us home and with our family and also missing our families from up north, not being able to visit. And we were just found ourselves in a really emotionally 
vulnerable point of, you know, sentimentality and nostalgia for our home and missing our folks. And so we ended up with a, a surprisingly a really sentimental romantic record and, um, and, and, and simpler than we normally would have. Well, and let me just say, too, that it, for being produced in such a short amount of time, there's nothing about it that sounds rushed, if you know what I mean. I mean, it's... Oh, that's good. You know, and I was wondering, you know, do you feel like that spontaneity of it is, is part of its charm? Totally, yeah. Um, I think Sarah and I are, are up for the challenge now to, to, to allow ourselves to be more spontaneous, to, to be a little more laid back, not yeah. so... Um, you know, putting so much pressure on, on ourselves to, to, to over-criticize our own our own ideas and our own taste. Sure. You know, just let them come and let them be as they are, because we could always write more. <laughs> I think that's what we learned for ourselves as a big lesson. And uh, it really it was liberating. It was liberating to work to work that way, to, to be immediate. Yeah. Shane, when we were catching up in our pre-interview chat, uh, you were really gracious enough to say, you know, uh, a lot of times in the interviews, uh, things tend to focus more on the songwriting. And I don't want to dive in too much into particulars or anything like that at this point. Uh, but you were also mentioning that, yeah, the other players that you have in the band and other collaborators, they really bring a lot to the table, too. Yeah. Totally. And Sarah and I are so grateful to have come across and to establish such a, a strong bond, a musical bond and friendship with Ryan Bourne and Eric Hamlin, amazing musicians, um, very proficient on their, uh, you know, multi-instruments, and they have the greatest taste in music, and they're, they are the first step in Sarah and I realizing our, our vision and our songs, and uh, they've brought so much magic to this record in their playing. It's, it's equally it's equally theirs, you know. Sure, sure. Cut it, yeah. Is this the the same crew you've been working with for some time now? Uh, this will be the second record together. Okay. So we we made our the previous record, Sheer Block Buffalo Knox, in our basement studio with with uh, Ryan and Eric for the first time, and that was well five years ago now. So we since then we've been jamming and throwing ideas at each other and getting to know each other and you know swapping records and. And uh, really digging deep into our collaborative relationship. You all play and, and gel so well together that, the, again, these are things that you can't fake. Just like I've, I've heard John, I didn't hear John, I saw a John Lennon quote one time that he felt some of the best uh, songs that he wrote were written in the moment, you know, the ones that you don't labor on. And it, that's right. part of the magic of the Beatles. And of course, uh, you know, the way that they play together is an, another very important element of that magic. And I feel like these are the same kinds of elements that really make this such a special record. Right. Totally. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. Uh, Shane, we have a little bit more time to chat. I do want to get more groovy tunes in before our time is up. Uh, we'll talk about future plans and anything else that you have going on at this time when we do come back uh but yeah let's get back into the listening before our time is up one from digging roots i still have to get one in from my man nicholas gallinan and yatsin uh, but kicking things off right now from ghost keeper and multi-dimensional culture the band's brand new album turn it up and sing along with summer child today on gyno <laughs> Stream, static falling snow falling down and 
That's right. Welcome back. You're listening to Gyno. I'll be right back to wrap up my discussion with today's featured artist, Shane Ghostkeeper. In the meantime, I do have a couple more tracks coming your way, including this one from Cody Blackbird and Company. It's their take on the Black Keys Gold on the Sea. Today, Gyno.
You blew them all to pieces Cause you're a dynamite You don't need to be sorry It's gonna be just fine Cause it's a long way down tonight Mother, mother, mercy Let your hands lead me I can be your vessel I can be your Tom Wilson with Long Way Down winding on that block listening on today's edition of Gyno. Uh, if you're just now tuning in, I highly encourage you to stay tuned for local listings uh, on your local affiliate. And you're also welcome to check out not only this podcast archive, but all past episodes of Gyno at gynomusic.fm. And you can also check things out at the nativeartistdirectory.com. Uh, Shane, I want to say this now, and I'll tell you again before we get off the line. Thank you so much for spending a little bit of time with me today. It's been a fascinating conversation about the history of Ghost Keeper, and uh, I love the approach. I love the the sound of this new album. And uh, let's take just a quick moment and talk about future plans. Now, keep in mind, I understand that you know you're probably working and supporting of this album and everything like that, but uh, do you have anything else in the works at this time? Yeah, I'm uh, in the midst of wrapping up my uh, writing for my solo record, oh. which is, uh, I guess, basically, I'm, I'm approaching it as my gift to my people up north who love country music, and it's an homage to all the great classics that I was raised on and that 
I still love to this day. Like, and William Senior, and even all the, you know, the the popular stuff like um, uh, Merle Haggard and Conway Twitty, and you know all the classics yeah. that I was raised on. So, and my family's been patiently waiting for uh, for me to to write some, some more uh, straight up songs, you know, instead of these wild meanderings that we do with the band ghost keepers so. <laughs> they, they keep so. looking at their watch like come on shane <laughs> <laughs> that's right yeah so i'm really excited about it we, i've had a couple of uh, singles off the record come out um, this past summer and fall already so so oh. they're out there um just under shane ghost keeper and uh yeah still just well sarah and i are, are constantly writing so i'm already conceptualizing and working on uh, song ideas and guitar compositions for the next Ghostkeeper record, and really excited to dig into. Oh, I can't wait for that, and I'll definitely have to check out your country tunes as well. And uh, are you planning to hit the road with Ghostkeeper this summer? Yeah, we have a few one-offs. Um, we, we're playing Slate Island Music Festival here in Calgary, Mokimstis, the end of the month. Um, I'm out on June 18th, out at Lilo Fest, just outside of Calgary. Um, in a week, I guess. And Folk on the Rocks up in Yellowknife, really excited about, in um, second week in July. And then we're working on organizing a, a proper tour out east from, you know, from Montre- Montreal to Toronto, maybe Halifax in the fall. Folk on the Rocks. I, I think I saw Mimi Obansun talking about that festival as well. That looks like a fun mm-hmm. show to be a part of. Yeah, we're really excited. Um, we hear that the sun doesn't even go down at that point. Oh, wow. So. <laughs> you get to party all day and night, and you won't know which way is up or which way is down. <laughs> That's right. It could be only be noon, yeah. That's, I love it. I love it, Shane. Uh, where can people find you at? Uh, well, we have our Instagram where people can keep up on, on what's going on in, in terms of playing shows and scheduling and recording, studio time, that sort of thing. And uh, it can help support um, the project by going to Bandcamp, Ghostkeeper Bandcamp. And all your albums are available for listening there as well, yeah? That's right, yeah. And then, of course, all the, the live stream. All the live streaming stuff like Spotify and Google Play, that sort of thing. I want to thank you once again for taking a little bit of time out to join me on today's uh, gyno and i hope we can catch up soon yeah it was my pleasure thanks so much uh, for having me thanks for the support appreciate it
Hi, this is Shane Ghostkeeper, and you're listening to Gyno. Well, 
For this and past episodes of Gyno, log on to gynomusic.fm or nv1.org. Also, to discover more music from incredible indigenous artists, be sure to check out the Native Artist Directory at nativeartistdirectory.com. Native Voice One, the Native American Radio Network.